1: Crowd is here, about to blow. The two-time, two-time Royal Rumble champion, Mr. Cody Rhodes. And then on the woman's side, Miss Bailey. And Cleve, your boy hit them both, 2-0, and perfection, nothing new there. The God's greatest gift, Joey Donuts, got the day. But no, in all seriousness, shout out to the 2024 Royal Rumble winners in Cody Rhodes and Bailey. Um, only four people now have won back-to-back rumbles, uh, going back to the last one being Stone Cold Steve Austin. So really big shout-out there. And Cleve, I want to start with this before we get into all the things we are. Uh, Tampa Tones is joining us. We'll give updates on the P- CM Punk injury. We'll talk about the new commentating teams at Raw and SmackDown, uh, and amongst others. But first, a ton of people – And me being one of the biggest Cody Rhodes fans was not one of these because you got to see big picture and long-time storytelling. But, Cleve, how many people did we see on social media get so angry that WWE had Roman Reigns win the main event against Cody Rhodes? And obviously there's still time. But now that we have Cody winning the Royal Rumble – It's finally coming full circle in what would be a year and a half worth of a storyline to set up main event Cody versus Roman. And finally he can finish the story. Uh, I want your comment on that. And then the overall uh, thought of him winning the rumble.
0: I think it's a big deal. You touched on a great point last year. You had a lot of people that were on social media crying and, whining and stuff like that about Roman going over and I thought it was the right choice and I still think it's the right choice only because last year Cody had that injury and he was gone away for some time and then you know you can't just suspect a guy to just pop back up and just knock off Roman who's been carrying the company for these past couple of years so I think a lot of people sometimes don't see the bigger picture they just want things to happen now especially if you're at the event you want it to happen while you're there but that's just not how the WWE operates and it gives Cody an even better story because now it feels like Cody has earned his way into that belt instead of them just simply giving it to him so and then this year I mean I'm not gonna lie I was I was a bit shocked Cody won two years in a row I will say that uh I thought maybe it would be CM Punk. Thank goodness that did not happen because
1: Yeah, we would have a mess.
0: <laughs> you want to talk about a shitstorm. Um, but I think it just makes a lot of sense. Let Cody finish the story. Seems like he's that he's over aware enough where he the, probably will be the right guy to knock Roman off. And I mean it's it was either him or punk and or like Rock. Said, the thing that ha- or Rock too. Yeah, but you know, the Rocks has been playing games with us for years, but I'm gl- I'm I'm gonna say I'm happy Cody won. That's what I'll say.
1: Yeah, and if you really take a look at it, Cody Rhodes story started at Mania thirty-eight two years ago, where he was a surprise entrant of Seth Rollins, and he ended up going undefeated against Rollins. Then he had the injury. He comes back, he wins the Royal Rumble, he gets into it with Roman Reigns, has a great feud, loses at the main event of WrestleMania. Now, like we said, we bring it back. And it's the perfect time. Um, and really, I mean, he's not going to be – Cleveland, I would – I'm not going to say it's impossible, but even if he's in WWE, another 10 years we will go. Even, even if it was seven, uh, he's not going to win another Royal Rumble, most likely. Winning two is very hard to do. You're already a, a part of a selective group. Three Royal Rumbles, I mean, was that done by Stone Cold? And he, I think that might be the only one.
0: Only one that's ever done it was Stone Cold, yes.
1: Yeah, so I guess it is possible, but this is his time. He, even if, and I want to ask you this too, because obviously now that we've seen Raw, Seth Rollins, I mean, he's just so great on the mic. He presented to Cody. Wasn't the whole point of your story, and for those who didn't see it, I'll recap it, Rollins and Rhodes in the middle of the ring and Rollins on Raw goes, wasn't the part of your story to be a fighting champion, to, you know, represent your father? What That would mean, why wouldn't you want to consider going after me, who's on TV every week? we were both on Raw together. You see me defending my titles, traveling everywhere. But instead, you're going to take it to SmackDown and go against part-time or, uh, Roman Reigns. And it's a very compelling argument. And I don't want it at all because, to me, we already got the trilogy there and Rhodes closed it out, even though it would be a main event night one uh, for the title. But it has to... To me, he's going. he wants a WWE title. He wants it against Roman Reigns, where he lost his first match. But, Cleve, if I, I'd be lying if I said it wasn't a very persuasive and compelling argument by Rollins um, to at least get us thinking that way. Just in case, too, I heard rumors, you know, maybe Rock is still undecided. Maybe if in the next couple of weeks, then you could go to Cody, Seth. I think we're just going to get Rock Roman build up for next year without the title. And we're going to get Cody doing his story in other chapters. But that's for another time. But can you go further and explain more to the point of, I don't know if you were able to see it, but just the conviction Seth Rollins had when he was talking to Cody Rhodes last night about his two cents in the WrestleMania.
0: I think you hit on a very great point. We've already seen this. I see if this was a new type of match or this is something that you know we've yeah, probably seen one time. We've seen a trilogy of them. Cody whooped them in all three, and I mean, yeah, this is not the same Seth Rollins as it was about a year or two years ago. But I just feel that the he wants to finish the story with the most important belt in WWE, which has always been the WWE Champion. Even I've always stated this when they had the WWE Champion and the world's Champion, right? They put the World Champion on anybody. People, I mean. The great Khali at one point won the world's heavyweight champion. So that should just tell you, at some point in time, they viewed the world's champion as the second belt compared to the WWE belt. Now, WWE has had a few mishaps with their title reigns, the most notable one recently being Jinder Mahal. But besides that, usually guys that have held the championship belts have been guys of great importance to the company and were big names. And if I'm Cody Rhodes, I want that legacy of winning the WWE champion over winning the newly crowned world's heavyweight champion, which no disrespect to that belt, if it were to come down to the WWE belt, but the world's heavyweight champion, they're scrapping that world's heavyweight champion because it's just not as important to the company as the WWE championship belt is. And Cody last mentioned my last point, he mentioned bringing back the wing championship belt, which a lot of our older listeners would understand that is the belt before the attitude era world's WWE champion. It was more of a represents more of the eighties, early nineties type before they made that transition. So I just think there'll be more, it makes more sense for Cody to capture the WWE than the world's heavyweight champion.
1: Yeah. uh, It just, it makes more sense in many ways. Thank you for bringing up a couple of points that I did not. And, Uh, Let's get there, because to me, Cleve, before we move on, this is a good transition over to Bailey, but I think three matches that should be set into stone right now would be Roman and Cody, um, Becky and Rhea, and then... EO and Bailey, I think those three matches, everything else still to me would be up for grabs for the most part, but those three matches should lock in. Um do you agree with those three matches being locked in and what did you think when Bailey won because you did mention Bailey that was your second choice to win last week, so clearly your head was in that path. Um but what do you think about my statement on to me those three matches should be locked and then Bailey winning it herself for the this is her first time, not second like Cody.
0: I'm going to be honest, Joe, the only one I really disagree with is the Becky and Rhea story only because I'm going to be honest, Joe, I've been, you, you got a lot of, you got a couple women over there on the, so you can make, I mean, we know Bayley's going to eventually go after the women's SmackDown champion, right? So that kind of leaves Bianca out there That kind of, we just seen Jay Cargo make her first appearance, which by the way, I thought was very impressive. Her slamming Nia Jackson, WWE really presented her as this big star Um,
1: Yeah, I heard that Rhea and Nia could be the main event of Chamber um, in Australia.
0: Dude, Nia looked phenomenal in the Royal Rumble match. I know you're not the biggest Nia Jackson fan, but I think she did her role pretty well. She looks in great shape, actually. I mean, she can also be another person that you would potentially throw out there for the Raw Women's Champions. I feel like it's more easier right now to pinpoint whether women's uh, women's worlds champion is going SmackDown-wise compared to where Raw because I think you just have so many different names out on Raw. And we got the return of Liv Morgan, too, which I believe she is on SmackDown, but her returning just adds another presence to the much-needed women's division ever since Sharp was announced out for a year.
1: Yeah, and sure enough, we might as well mention she goes out, Andrade comes in. And I like that they put him on Raw. Uh, let's get him going solo. We don't need him mixed up in tag teams or anything of that nature. Um, Cleve, we posted this on our Twitter, at Cleve and Me, for those who haven't followed any of our content. If you want to go on YouTube um, or po- Spotify or Apple Podcasts, Cleve and Me, and then at, on Twitter, at Cleve and Me, as always. But we gave the show overall a B+. Plus. Um. Tampa Tones who will be joining us gave it a C And then Tim Crowley, who was over for the show, gave it a C. So I and then my one buddy uh, who was there gave it an A minus. So people were all over the board. And Cleve, I want to ask this since we brought up Andrade and returns. Um, were you happy with the it? It was more of a TNA slash NXT slash, you know, active people coming back like Liv and Andrade. Instead of getting the old legends, um, which I could argue for both sides, it is cool to see a legend at the same time they take up a spot and we can complain about who wasn't there and was there, but look at, I mean, not even all the normal stars who are on weekly, like Chad Gable, Otis, um, other characters are not even able to make it without legends. So what was your thoughts? Um, We gave it a B plus, but in terms of comebacks, the use of TNA and legends not being used. What was your overall thought there? I thought it shook out pretty cool. There was no big shock factor, but at the same time, there was pretty consistent match play.
0: I did like the impact WWE sort of thing going on, especially because when Naomi came to the ring, it was sort of a cool moment. You could definitely see that this was a, how surreal moment for her, shout out Natalia for allowing her to have that moment where she embraces the crowd and the crowd, you know, cheers for her. The other lady, I can't remember her name, but she put on a great showing too. And that was also pretty cool to see because people knew, I mean, everybody knows who Naomi was because she was on WWE, but the other lady from TNA that showed up, she got a big crowd reaction. So I really like in the par- partnership that WWE has going on with TNA. It allows new faces to show up, and they get bigger draw, and they're really good, too. I mean, they can work programs inside WWE. You can sort of see the same thing where WWE sends a few guys down TNA's way, be part of some feuds. I think it's a really great partnership, something that a lot of people thought they would never see because when Vince was in control, it was only his guys on WWE. We don't do all that trading back and forth. So really, really cool thing to see. The returns were pretty great. I like Andrada. I think the only thing that was the issue with him was I think they just sort of didn't really know what to do with Andrada the first time around. It's you got fans. I saw a couple people arguing that Andrada should be moved up into the middle, the middle car pitcher, he should be in the main event pitcher. It's like I don't think WWE would be really how to utilize him but obviously they did a better job than aw because he was only there for a couple probably about a year i don't even know not even that long and now he's.
1: i remember being at his i think it was his first appearance i was at the united center i want to say it was last winter so yeah you're probably right with about a year so yeah, because he was Mm -hmm. gone from wwe for two years
0: yeah, so he left. and then About he, a year and a half
1: there. with AEW,
0: yeah. So, you know, sometimes the grass is a greener on the other side. Now with Triple H in charge, maybe we'll see them utilize Andrade. Maybe he could be in a more upper middle card pitcher. You know, he tangles with the main event pitcher at times, but I don't – just trying to. I don't want them to miss book him like they did last time. But it do seems like Jordan. He's probably going to end up joining that LWO type feud because uh, was it, Escobar sort of trying to get him to team up in the Rumble match? It seems that maybe he's going to debut on SmackDown and sort of feud with. Escobar. But he debuted you know, on Raw already. That's cool.
1: So, so you missed it. So
0: that. Da- I did he miss are- that part
1: um now to be fair he didn't debut it was more of a uh segment where he was just shown but i've heard a lot of people like that idea because again they don't want to when things started to go south and for him in wwe is when he started getting lumped into more tag teams and things that really didn't make sense i really want him to get put you know what Cleve? i don't care if they push him heel or face he would be a great challenge for gunther if uh you know if Obviously, with we're probably not getting that Brock match. A lot of people always wanted. We're pro- I don't want, and I'll say it right now. I do not want Gunther versus Seth. A lot of people want to see that. I do not want that if he is the Intercontinental Champion. If he is not, let's say he, you know, it would be wild, and they, they probably would not do this, but have him fight for the IC title at Chamber and lose it. And then in the first match, and then win the men's chamber to fight Seth. Get creative with it. I don't want to go on a tangent, but Cleve, there is a lot to figure out now because of, um, yeah, it was great to get returns, but we just lost CM Punk, who was in the final two, and it crushes me. I don't care what people say, you know, hate him or love him. I'm a big fan of his. My buddy Tim, who was over, is not. Um, If people do not know and lived under a rock that are wrestling fans by now, he did tear his tricep. It's looking like a four to six month injury, which would put him back in around, you know, the summer, um, probably have something big at SummerSlam. I hope he wins next year's Rumble. Um, I'll go that far, but to keep it here, it did stink to hear that uh, because he was in the final two. And I keep going back and forth, Clave, man, if he would have won, Then if you say, okay, Cody, you came in second, you get it, that would have been tarnished to me. Um, What I would have truly done, and I don't know, please let me know if this has ever happened before. Definitely, probably not. I don't remember ever a Royal Rumble injury right after the Rumble where the winner got injured. Please correct me if I'm wrong now if you can remember. But if it hasn't, what I would like to do is have – Say CM Punk won it, we find out Monday tears his tricep. They say like, hey, a week from Monday, and next Monday Night Raw, we're having a, you know, we don't have to go 30, but we're going to go with a 15-man Royal Rumble and we're going to have it go out again. Something just to get it going, but that would have been a disaster. Cleve, what would you have done if Punk would have won the Rumble and had to relinquish it in a sense?
0: Without, I mean, I don't, I don't think that's really ever happened. It would have been a unique situation, but this is the perfect reason why they made the Elimination Chamber right around the time of WrestleMania, with two championship belts. Whatever one that the winner doesn't pick, you sort of have a opening with the other one. And if Cody were to pick Roman, that leaves Seth Championship basically out of challenger. So you get the best of the six guys on your. Raw roster and you do qualifying matches and then you were to set up the Elimination Chamber where the winner faces Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. Um, it does suck that Punk is hurt because I think he deserves his moment. This is the reason why one of the reasons why he left all these years ago because he felt WWE would be, never gave him that WrestleMania moment. And it seems this year that was going to happen. But unfortunately, injuries happened. So now Raw is in a well until Cody picks who he's going to face. Raw is going to be eventually in a weird place because there's no clear-cut challenger for Seth Rollins champion.
1: Yeah, but that's – and, you know, I don't want to get too in the weeds, but that's why Elimination Chamber would be perfect to set that up because to me then you can put, like, Drew McIntyre, Sami Zayn, Gunther, Jey Uso, Finn Balor, maybe even Damian Pre- you can make it a raw, you could easily come up with five, six guys, uh, obviously six, to see who will come out on top and fight Seth. And I know I want to get to this a little bit. I know you mentioned Drew McIntyre, but he's already taken a few losses to Seth. And I know he won in the main event last night, but to me, I- I'll be if it's uh If it's Seth versus Drew at Mania, I'm rooting for Seth. But it's going to come out of the Elimination Chamber. And it's going to come out of the Elimination Chamber to me, and we'll see where it goes. Seth is such a face that you do need a heel. Um, That's why I think you know, Drew obviously would make a lot of sense. Gunther without the title to me would make a lot of sense. Uh, And you, you can go down kind of the page. But we're going to get towards WrestleMania. We're going to have a lot of elimination chamber decisions that get made for us. The Rock is still on the wing. We don't know what's gonna exactly happen there yet. But what we do know is that this Friday, Roman Reigns is still gonna be our universal champion. What we do know is Seth Rollins is our heavyweight champion and Logan Paul is our United States champion. So this, these are the weeks we will start to see things, um, you know, protrude from the inner circles. Uh we also it signed, kind of seemed cleave like a fresh start with the announcers because now my boy Pat McAfee whoa oh oh, oh oh is back with Michael Call on Monday Night Raw. To me, that is the best announcing team in by far in the business. Um and then on SmackDown it was announced that we will get Wade Barrett doing the play-by-play with Corey Graves. And Cleve, I was interested to see. I was happy they paired Wade and Corey together. But Wade is the play-by-play, which we have not seen a lot of. So I'll be interested to see how both work. But I'm very excited for the Raw and SmackDown dynamics. Finally, to me, they have two. You don't need Michael Cole on both. We don't need Kevin Patrick. We don't need the former UFC guy. We do not need the former MLB Network ESPN guy. We finally have two, to me, legitimate crews that could stick at least through SummerSlam. What are your thoughts on the two commentary desks that we got presented to us?
0: I agree. I feel like when they bring outside people in that really don't understand wrestling or never truly watch it, it's sort of weird when they get on commentary and they say certain things. And it's just, and they don't last. That last guy, Kevin Patrick, I mean, he was there for what less than a year or so. And he's already out. Know, they've been flowing, keep bringing these new guys in on the table. Not everybody's meant to do commentary. I mean, it's great that we got a nice duo on both shows, Michael Cole and McAfee. Sadly, to see Michael Cole go off SmackDown, but Raw with it being the brand, the Flag Show, the A Show, they would want both of their top guys on there. And then on SmackDown, you mentioned we got Wade Barrett and we got. Corey Grace, who I think is a very good announcer. A lot of potential to eventually be what Michael Cole is someday if he sticks to the path. But yeah, I, commentary for wrestling is very big because they tell a story, they give you the background, they give you that little information. Sometimes they sneak little funny stuff in. Just remember back then when um, Jim Ross and the King would be on commentary and just the funny moments they have. So I'm definitely looking forward to the two new announcer teams for both shows
1: and you know it's going to be very because right now this is the big stretch we got february and march to set up everything for april wrestlemania um and it's just man i this is the best time this is like the regular season we're trying to figure it all out we're getting to week 15 16 17 of the national football league and We're putting all these matches into place, right? And there's no more important time than now. And I pray there's no more injuries uh, badly because we've had unfortunate in both AEW and WWE. You can't help it all. Uh, Liv Morgan, it was nice to see to get her back uh, from her injury. We did not get Alexa Bliss. Uh, We did get Naomi, which... Clave kudos. I mean, Naomi. Between her entrance songs, always awesome. Her hair design was awesome. Her performance. She gave the stinky face to Bailey. They did that in social media. Man, that be. I'd rather take that stink face over Rikishi's any day of the week. I can tell you that right now. It's like, oh my goodness. Uh, but let's please not have any more injuries. We all deserve to see the road to WrestleMania, especially these people who have been battled all year to get on the card. Uh, just while we're waiting for Tampa Tones, we go over a couple other um news and nuggets. Let's give some t- straight statistics. Um, on the Royal Rumble, what recapped Bailey won it. We know she also lasted the longest at one hour, three minutes, and three seconds. Naomi was fell within one minute of her at one hour, two minutes, and 18 seconds. Nia Jax had the most eliminations with eight, Bailey had seven. So s- Bailey almost pulled the triple crown. She almost got most eliminations, one and the best time, um, but very hard to do the both in all three. Cody Rhodes, of course, won the Rumble. He tied for Braun Breaker with the most throwouts at four. And the longest lasting was Jay Uso, 50 minutes and 55 seconds. Cleve, I loved how both Uso started in the ring. I got a little bit of goosebumps when that happened.
0: I agree. Uh, Definitely, was a cool moment to see them fight. Uh, They never actually, like, I don't think they ever had a match against each other or anything like that. And we know the history between those two. Jimmy believes that Jay turns his back on the bloodline. Jay feels like the bloodline turns his back on him. It sort of puts you in a weird spot of if you like both guys, whose side are you on? She'll let everybody know I'm on the bloodline side. Always, always am. Always will be. But it was really cool to see that uh, start off. I, like I said, I, I I enjoyed the rumble this year, even though I kind of you kind of had to feel who was going to win the men's. But I will say, I felt the women's one Joe was much better than the men's, only because it was.
1: I would agree. Tones clear, were not. I would agree. I would agree with that statement. Because it wasn't a
0: clear cut winner. Andy women's one, like you know, was you know you have like Bianca, you have Becky you know, Bailey, but it wasn't like, all right, one person stands out above them all. And then even with Nia, what she did, and then Liv Morgan sort of came in and she did her thing too. Like I said, I mentioned earlier, she's going to be a big boost to every show she goes to for that women's division. But I just really enjoyed the women's. I thought they did a lot more, put a lot of more effort into it. And it was just really unpredictable.
1: I was so impressed too, by Jordan Grace. I hope they can get her somehow over here. I was Very happy to see her um, in the Rumble. She ended up lasting 19 minutes. Uh, The shortest Rumble, obviously, was Mr. Pat McAfee, who did not the – or actually, excuse me, J.D. McDonough was three seconds. Tones had him, and I know he was pissed at that. But Pat McAfee um, only lasted 38 seconds. He was not told he was going to enter the Rumble. They truly wanted to see what he would do uh, on his – own. like, He's in cowboy boots. He's in a suit. Um, I know. I saw people obviously complaining that's a waste of a spot. But don't forget, people, we lost to Brock Lesnar um, and some things had to change. Whether Bron Breaker took that or Pat McAfee, those are the two people there. But I thought um, McAfee, for not knowing at all his name was going to be called, A-plus effort by him to get creative, walk up there, Josh with us a minute, walk out, walk back in, and then say, nope, you know what, I'm not doing it. I thought that was absolute perfection. And then on top of that, um, I do want to complain about Bobby Lashley. I thought it was bullshit. I don't care they're setting up a feud for him, um, obviously, to keep going in the route of Kerry and cross and you know, the factions going at it. But come on, how can you put in Bobby Lashley, have him freaking last a minute and thirty four seconds? To me, that is like I said, Cleve, total bullshit. I want your thoughts on that and give me somebody who you thought got screwed or highlight somebody that we haven't mentioned either way. Well,
0: I'm going to go, I'm going to go a completely different route, Joe. Well, you sort of touched on it, but I've been talking about the people that I feel sometimes. I've you know, been to,
1: talk 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 to
0: you in the wrong spot. Look at Ricochet's a good guy. He's a hell of a wrestler. You know, he's phenomenal in the ring. He has a beautiful fiance. Shout out to Samantha Irvin. She Her commentary, I mean her um, ring announcing skills are just A one. Like when she introduced people, it just really like feels like makes you look forward to seeing the match. But back to Ricochet. There's no reason at all, fans, that Ricochet should be coming in at number twenty seven. I just feel like you say twenty nine hitters. Twenty nine. You mean twenty nine?
1: Even worse.
0: Twenty nine. That's yeah. (laughs) It's like, man, you want to bring all your heavy hitters toward the end. You don't want to have guys that, you know, damn well Ricochet want to go in. We all do that. Who's going to throw out? Like That just irritates me. And and Ricochet's
1: fine. I mean, him and Logan Paul, you have to remember, we mentioned it, they had the best Royal Rumble moment, arguably, of any moment in last year's Rumble when they jumped from opposite side of the rings. I don't mind him being in, but like you said, and uh, Tones mentioned this too, if he's able to join us, which I think he is. I, Sammy Zayn. you put Ricochet like in the low 20s. You put Sami Zane at 29, and then you have your freaking ultra pop at 30. But to me, they just blew that semi-opportunity. So I'm with you a little bit on that regard. There's nothing against Ricochet, but when you come down to spots 28, 29, 30, you can't afford for it not to be an A. Almost,
0: I agree. You touched a good point. I don't, I didn't say I didn't want to see Ricochet in the match, but you know, at a certain point in the match, you, you start waiting for the guys to come out like the guys you like, the big names, the heavy hitters, if they haven't came out already, and just to see Ricochet run down, it's just like, uh, come on, WWE. And I like Sami Zayn, don't get me wrong, Sami Zayn is great, but he was number 30, wasn't Yeah, you know, good guy and all that, but number 30 come on now come on but i will say this on the mcafee part it was good in uh, improvisation you know because brock the whole situation from brock and whatnot so the same thing i would say about ricochet is pat mcafee is a great guy he does put on good matches at times but come on now we don't need to waste a spot on him too Chad, what was chad gable at what was all these other guys that's been busting their humps week in and week out that don't get this opportunity and they just throw people in there it's just like all right well
1: this is what we got yeah i do agree i mean i get it like our truth was hilarious shout out our truth he was perfection in the rumble um and you want to provide some comedic relief as tones was telling me but at the same time uh there's plenty of stars who missed out um of course you can only have 30 men and 30 women and that's where it lies and that's probably why they didn't do nearly as many legends i mean last year we had booker t um, and Carlito this year, you know, really didn't give us that, um, older veteran comeback. We didn't get your undertakers, your Cena's, your Goldbergs, your Brock Lesnar's, your, you know, you, the list goes on and on. But what we did, I think it is quality wrestling. Like I Cleve, what did you think? Um. I thought the ending of Logan Paul versus Kevin Owens was very creative because to me it could work towards them setting up another match at Chamber Mania. Tones, a Kevin Owens fan, did not like the ending of that match. Where, where did you lie on the ending of Logan Paul and Kevin Owens?
0: At first, I didn't like it, but then it made a lot more sense. I know, like you know, you're, you're a Logan Paul guy, and Logan Paul has, even though I don't like him, I believe he has been putting on great matches. I just don't think he's at the point where he can pin Kevin Owens in the ring, whether it's clean or whatnot. And the same with KO. You don't want to damage this thing you've been building with Logan Paul, especially going to a wrestling mainly with him taking the L. So The best thing that happened was KO get disqualified. I mean, come on, Joe. How many times have we watched wrestling and guys they hit somebody with a chair or somebody used something and the referee just completely blind and
1: this the ref was smart here.
0: And, oh, I see you. I see you. It's just like I mean, it was great story time. Like I said, to prolong the story and also to protect both guys from taking a loss. But like I said, I'm just waiting on the U. You know, him to lose the U.S. champion. So
1: hater, hater, but, hater.
0: No problem with the ending for me. I thought it was smart in a creative sense of uh, continuing the
1: story. Would and jumping to the fatal four way since we haven't hit it yet, would you, is it as simple to me? Yes, hold up your ones. That's of course true. Is it as simple as you go Randy and Roman in a direction and then Knight and AJ in a direction and there's your two feuds or would you like to see something else happen as we get on our road to WrestleMania?
0: I think that makes more sense what you just said because AJ Styles has a bone to pick with here. With I mean, um, LA Knight. He feels LA Knight's yeah. opportunity. Uh, AJ got hurt. He was sort of in that main event picture and LA Knight came through basically and sort of over jumped him to take his spot. So AJ has legit beef. I think that they will probably settle that at the Elimination Chamber. Randy and Roman, I don't know because. It hasn't been confirmed Roman's going to be at the elimination chamber. If he is, then him and Randy at the chamber, I think, will be a great match too. Some way to somewhat to end that story. That way Roman can focus on the bigger picture, which will be WrestleMania. But I do like where your head is. I do like the direction that you're going, Joe, with those four guys in that match.
1: Yeah, and that's just where the um, you know. Thought comes in right now and we could easily see change. I don't even know um, if Roman will defend his title anymore again in Tolmania. But also do not forget that Randy Orton uh was the one that got most screwed in the Fatal Four way because the only time there was interference, Solo Sokoa um took out uh the referee, took the referee out before his three count. So it does make most sense to me to you know, you could at least chirp at Randy and Roman. Um, that's awesome. And then, you know, LA Knight versus a heel styles, so you can get the OC back involved. Everyone really jump high on the LA Knight game again, so you can kind of go, um, th- that direction. Hey, it has been a while. Football season though is completed. Tampa Tone's journey throughout the Buccaneers is. Not over, but it's off-season mode where there's more breaks in the schedule, and we are happy to have you back. Wish we would have got you back last week to predict it, but we get you back to recap it in the fourth quarter of the show. Uh Tones, how the heck you doing? But on, on top of all of that, um, I, I told the people what your Rumble grade was, but I'm not going to ask you to answer anything specifically. Just give me a couple of things from the Rumble that stood out to you, good or bad, and how the heck you doing?
2: Hey, gents. Great to be back. It's been a while. Been too long, to be honest, but football season, yeah, you get sucked in. You get Tuesday night matching, you get Wednesday night games, you get Thursday night games, you get a plethora on the weekend. So it's a little bit of my wrestling off-season, I would say. The fall is and the beginning of winter, but I'm back in full swing, baby. I'm ready to roll, and I'm here for a good while until at least uh early September. But nonetheless, just feels great to be back with the gentlemen, with the fellas. And I kind of view it nowadays as Royal Rumble being my opening day. Well, with the Buccaneers being good. <laughs> you know, back in the day they're out of in November, December, you could kind of check in a little bit more to, you know, the Saturday. And I will say this uh you know the pay per views at least you can pay attention to a little bit more too as a football fan nowadays that they're mainly on Saturdays so big ups to them for figuring that out finally uh WWE and AEW both have been doing that a little bit so kudos to them but yeah the rumble i thought it uh came out swinging um you know i gave it a C plus but that doesn't mean i necessarily hated it nor thought it was a bad show my reasoning for that grain mainly is a a couple things, and I will say this. I was glad that there weren't a lot of over-the-hill Dudby to have absolutely 0% chance to winning the Royal Rumble in that thing. I mean, come on, man. We've had women's rumbles in years past with nothing against these ladies. They're awesome. A lot of them are very great looking, and a lot of them did a lot of great in the WWE, but at the end of the day, when Candace Michelle, when Kelly Kelly, when Michelle McCool, you know, even modern day when the Bellet Twins come to the ring, no one's expecting people like that to win. Obviously, our NXT stars going to win? Probably not. But they sure as hell have a better chance to win the Rumble than a wash-up has been who hasn't been around the ring for 10 years. So I was happy about that. And I will say, I thought the Fatal 4-Way came out swinging now ultimately i hate the solo sokoa ruining things it does make for yeah because
1: somebody not to cut you off somebody i saw online posted and i usually defend things like this but said first roman clean win clean did solo die and never show up because that doesn't define now they were saying because fatal four-way technically that's up, but it was just, it was such a bad comment that, tone. That's... That win was
2: about as clean as Charlie Sheen.
1: Um, there was nothing,
2: nothing, was, nothing legitimate about that win. I think it was a disappointment. Oh I mean, nothing was legitimate about that win. And, uh, you know, the, the rules, wow. stayed, nothing was legit about it. The rules state this, the rules state that without solo Sokoa in the bloodline, I'm not sure if Roman would be champion for even four or five months. Um, you know, he's had a lot of help along the way. He's had a lot of luck on his side. He's had a lot of uh, refs, you know, you could say there's meddling going on with referees, but I thought the four way overall was pretty good. And then um, obviously Joe, you know, I wasn't a huge out- fan of the outcome of the KO Paul match. Now, I give KO the utmost credit for going out there injured and hindered with his injury. But at the end of the day, I'm sick of them screwing guys like Kevin Owens over. This guy has done so much for the industry. He's done so much for the company. He re-signed with the company to stay there. When's the last time he got a title? When is the last time outside of a tag team title? When is the last time he's gotten a singles title with a legitimate push? I'm tired of your good guys in the industry, the Miz's of the world, the Sammy Zane's of the world, the Kevin Owens of the world, the Otises of the world. These are the guys that, you know, Kofi, throw Kofi in there. These are the guys who have put the company on their back for better or for worse at some point in time. And they get treated like the gum on the bottom of your shoe for a Pokemon card wearing son of a bitch Paul brother who, quite frankly, wow. doesn't really deserve a championship belt. I'm sorry, he doesn't. He, he's good in the ring. He might be a hot commodity, and he's great for wrestling because he's going to bring views in. But at the end of the day, he's a Taylor Swift of the WWE. He oh. brings popularity, but that's all he does. That's all he does. And uh, going to the men's rumble match, I would have put Sami Zayn at entrant 29, and I would have put a big son of a gun at 30. I would have put a guy... Who can move the needle at thirty? Put Sami Zayn at that twenty-nine, where that Sami Zayn is still a very good return at twenty-nine, right? But then you get a bigger pop at thirty. I think the lack of pops and explosion is partly why I gave the rating a C plus. And uh, you know, again, I I want to
1: I want to ask you one question on that. You said a lot there. I do want to shout out Kofi. Um, you gave him a shout out. He had if it, people didn't see him versus Gunther last night, phenomenal. So for people who say he can't wrestle, foolish. Number two, I have a counter. Then to, I want to say this: I agreed with everything you said, but okay, you take out legends like you said. You don't want to see them to give others time, but then on this side of things, you're saying the pop or the electricity because we did get your TNA, we did get your Andrades. Um, if you're not bringing back a legend, who? then TNA? who would? Then who would you have liked to seen then that is not a legend return Um, outside of like, uh, I guess maybe you're talking to Alexa Bliss, Sasha Banks, people of that nature. Then I'll give you legitimacy there.
2: I thought TNA was uh, cut off years ago, honestly. Jeez. I thought I thought they were decades removed Heel from being tones around. Heel tones is back. I mean, hell, I'm glad they're out of the bingo halls and into the WWE pay-per-views. That's pretty fun to see. Um, All kidding aside, I do think they've had a good month, TNA. If you could ride the WWE coattails, why don't you? They're signing big names. They got big people heading there. Look, I didn't necessarily need a freaking Sergeant Slaughter in the Royal Rumble, something along those lines, right? But give me a little bit. Give me a little bit of fun. Like in years past, we had a Carlito perfect example, someone who's not over the Hill, but someone who still brings excitement, put bad bunny in that match, right? Like bad bunny would have proved to be a good one to have in that match. Or, uh, you know, being in Tampa Bay, you don't need the Hulk Hogan's of the world, but uh, you know, you're you're in, you're in Titus O'Neill's hometown, put Titus O'Neill in that match. So there were ways and outlets they could have gone about it where they bring in excitement and pop and electricity. You know, Buddy Murphy's rumored to be wanting to come back. You could have brought him back. Uh, you know, who else left the company who's, you know, other half is still in WWE. They'll probably be coming back. So I think they could have gone about it a few different ways. Ultimately, as you said, sure, an impact guy, uh, you know, Andrade was back, but it was already reported that Andrade was coming back. Hey, you know, how, pit, how J- pissed
1: off were you when you got uh, it probably is JD
2: McDonough? Thing. It's
1: like, oh, oh god, talk about do you Peter. know he lasted three seconds?
2: Yeah, like I'd rather have Jack Gallagher or Hornswoggle as my Royal Rumble participant than JD McDonough. That guy does nothing, but uh, at the end of the day. You know, they're they're only going to keep building up to Mania. They're only going to keep with the returns. And I told people this every year, and Joey, I know you know I've said this time and time again. The main returns don't come on the road to WrestleMania as we all want. And the main returns come at the conclusion of WrestleMania to add the excitement and the continuity post-Mania. Because at the end of the day, you do need those starstruck moments to occur after WrestleMania to keep your average wrestling viewers around. And that's why I think they save a lot of these guys, because if you bring these guys back now, which ultimately is cool, but what's your angle, where does it get you? You know, you bring a buddy Murphy back right now. What's he going to be in the pre-show Andre, the giant battle Royal on Friday night, SmackDown. Cool. Whatever. If you bring him back after mania, Maybe you gain some traction there. Maybe you gain a couple more uh, views and, you know, it's the right thing to do. So as much as I wanted to see the returns, you know, it's the same thing every year. It makes a little bit of sense. At the end of the day, I thought
1: it was good and not great. And that's why I give it the C plus. And I want to ask you both this, start with Cleve and then on to Tone. Same question. I've been thinking about this for Over a day now, I think it'd be the perfect situation, the perfect time to pull it out for the woman. This Friday on SmackDown, damage control is coming out. I would have them come out and copy the revolution script exactly as when they did it with Randy Orton winning the title. All of them are celebrating. I don't care who you put in the Triple H throw with the thumbs up or thumbs down. You could either you, it could be Asuka, it could be Dakota Kai, um, it could even be champion EO Sky. I, I don't care who takes what role of the Batista, Ric Flair, but I would love to see on Friday them celebrating. Bailey goes up in the air, gets the thumbs down, put on the ground, and boom, you have – just like when Edge kind of shifted out of Judgment Day, he had a battle with them before leaving the company – This would start a similar thing where, Bailey, you started this. It's built tough enough where they can be on their own, so the creativity and the faction will still be there. And then you get a great full circle storyline to Mania. Cleve, I want your opinion on it if you would do it, but if you would not do it, I need a reason why you would not.
0: I think you want to give it a little more time. I just feel, especially with Mania being – we still got another pay-per-view before Mania, so you could probably do it at the Elimination Chamber or around that time where Bayley does something that caused damage control, whether they are the new women's tag team champions. So I say Bayley calls the tag champions, and they just get enough, and they just beat Bayley up, and I think that will lead more to a bigger story than dragging it out for two months of... I don't. I don't think you need two more months. I don't think you should drag this out too long. I think Bailey should wait to announce who she's going to face. It's still so much time for WrestleMania. Some of these guys didn't announce it until a couple weeks before Mania. So let's just build it up, build it up. We all know what's coming. But I think give it a couple more weeks around the chamber time before you make it
1: happen. Tones, your thoughts on my scenario?
2: Yeah, I don't think it's uh... – i think it would be good and beneficial for the women's industry and woman's division to get something like that i'm just not sure if those four are the right four to be doing something like that it and wasn't
1: the, a long lasting is revolution obviously so i can see uh, obviously nothing against bailey and oscar you know
2: but dakota kai and io sky you know those they're g- good wrestlers but when Evolution was formed, you kind of took the cream of the crop with Triple H. Then you took these bullheaded rookies who were real good stars, and Batista and Randy. And then you kind of had your over-the-hill guy, but still the baddest name out there, and Ric Flair. Yeah, I, I get what you're. Yeah, it, it wouldn't make. It wouldn't make. It wouldn't not make sense. I'll put it like that. I wouldn't hate to see it, but at the end of the day. I'm just not sure if I'm putting my eggs in these fours baskets and nothing against these women, four great women, four great competitors. I'm just not sure if this is a group to uh, deserve that role. Now, nothing, nothing against it. You know what I would have enjoyed seeing? I I would have really liked the faction with, you know, some of the UFC ladies back in that day when you had Shayna Baszler, Ronda Rousey, those type. Uh, We'll see. We'll see. I wouldn't hate it, that's for sure, but um, it it would take, it would take warming up for me. I'll put it like that.
1: No, that's fair enough. And honestly, I didn't really consider that part. Revolution was stable, just like anything though. People just want quick results, so things happen so much faster these days. But good points by both of you on that. Um, don't forget, everybody tonight is AEW Dynamite. Catch that at seven o'clock. Tones, this one to you. Uh, as we get on the last few minutes here, and then we'll close out with Cleve's last thought and yours. Uh, For the first time ever, kind of hard to believe, uh, Hardy, Matt Hardy, um, excuse me, Jeff Hardy versus John Moxley. First time ever fighting in a match. Those two are kind of cut from the same cloth in terms of taking risks. I don't know exactly right now what type of match it is, but we will get that match for the first time ever on Dynamite tonight.
2: Yeah, that's going to be a bloodbath. I'm looking forward to it tonight. You know, on these Wednesdays, even if you are one of those people, Cleve, that is just fully WWE, (laughs) you got to give the other brand time. I mean, they, they continue to push the envelope, and I'll say it time and time again. Do they get the same views or drive? No, but they help make other companies better. Do you think TNA would have ever moved out of a bingo hall without AEW pushing the envelope on WWE? Probably not. Do you think half these guys would garner the excitement or even opportunity? You're looking at these guys like an MJF, like an Orange Cassidy. Would these guys even ever be recognized in name if it weren't for an AEW? Maybe, but it would have taken a hell of a lot longer, most likely. So I'm glad that AEW continues to do good things and put on good matches like Jeff Hardy and... John Moxley, I'm very much so looking forward to that match. I'll tell you what, growing up, Joe, you hit the nail on the head. Hardy was the guy, well, he was on a lot of things too, I'm sure, but (laughs) he was the guy to be leaking out of Lord knows where, um, taking all these risks, using all these weapons, putting his body through hell. You kind of see that with Moxley a little bit now in AEW, and ultimately that's why I think part of him Wanted to go to AEW too, right? Because he kind of is a cutthroat guy who wants the blood leaking and who wants to be freaky. It ain't for everybody. But it's for Moxley and it's for Hardy. This should be a really good match. And I'm telling you guys, tune into any show you can. Any show you can, you're going to find at least one match where you go, it was worth tuning in. And tonight, it's going to be Moxley and Hardy.
1: Yeah. And I wonder too, that's another thing, Cleve, I'm going to throw this one to you. I wonder without Kevin Dunn, there's some changes, obviously Vince's troubles, him not being in the picture Um, first year, they didn't try a Kofi spot. Do you think that was the right move and it's been overdone right now? Because there's been a couple of screw ups over the past few years to go with it. Um, You go back a decade, you go back five years, there was some phenomenal stuff, but, Cleve, what was your thought on them not even considering um, Kofi to do that type of maneuver this time around?
0: I just felt they sort of watered it down. The first few times was really cool to see because it was something we've never seen before. It was unique. But I felt that every year you knew when Cody—I mean when Kofi come out and going to last a few minutes and then do something. And the last few times I have not been so successful. So I, I'm kind of glad they didn't do it again because – it's just watered down now, you know. They've been doing it too many for too long now, and it just—it doesn't have the same effect as it used to have when he first did it. And a quick point to Mr. Tones, Tampa Tones, because this is why I'm happy, Tampa Tones is back. He sometimes says some of the most craziest things. Uh-oh. However, now let's impact has fallen in its hard times, and it. At, one point at the time was unwatchable, but you remember when it was a six sided ring, TNA whatnot. They were actually in a way, somewhat challenging the WWE a bit because they had more viewership and the matches were unique. They really didn't have the bloodbath that AEW has, which I think a lot of us older fans are kind of past that. We watched that enough from growing up. Oh, just see like, white bleeding to death in the ring. Speak for yourself. Just saying, man, it's garbage wrestling. However, uh, I just don't think AEW would ever reached the impact that impact had back in the early 2000s
2: it's already eclipsed <laughs> it.
0: it 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 really hasn't though it's already I mean, eclipsed it i mean you just, one guy over there orange cat i mean um mjf is the only one that they have so you got orange
2: cassidy on your mind oh, now huh? what on. do you like
0: about orange I mean, hey, you're <laughs> an orange guy huh? you're, you're talking <laughs> about both guys you mentioned this jeff hardy and john moxley match i mean yeah, if this match was 10 years ago and Jeff Hardy doesn't look like a stiff boy, oh, out stop. There, you're, Moxley,
1: Moxley. you're
2: so double sided.
0: You are um, a two headed coin, Moxley, my
2: friend. You leader. are a two headed coin.
0: It's you are a two headed like coin. WWE, because he couldn't wrestle for real. All he likes is those garbage type of matches where your skills don't stand out because you're using weapons and selling blood the entire time. Sorry, man. It's just the honest truth. That's why he left. He was a garbage wrestler. It's not the honest
2: truth. You're just biased and you're unprofessional when it comes to discussing wrestling because AEW has done more in its entirety than Impact has in its two plus decades of existence. You're talking about WWE fans foaming at the mouth when AEW stars come on over. It was not like that way back in the day with Impact. And I'll tell you another thing, AEW is available two to three times on your local television uh, TNA, they had one show, and it went down like a rock. I mean, that thing was good for, what, <laughs> two, three months, and then it dropped like a rock. AEW is still doing a great job holding their own, and I think they put on good matches. And say what you want about him, but Tony Khan's learning by it as he goes, and I think the company is going to continue mm-hmm. to at least better the WWE. And WWE has gotten a lot better the past four or five years. We can all agree on that. You know, we were all even tired of some of the things they were doing. What's the big factor there? AEW pushing the envelope, but before Cleve got silly, well, me, I had a couple good points wait, to hold make. On. On.
1: Hold on, let me. Finish. You guys are just closing out the show because we don't got much time to yeah, so go ahead. let me just
2: finish. I want to reiterate on the Kofi Rumble uh, scenario. As you could tell, they've been doing a little flipping of the scripts, right? Brock Lesnar out, Braun Breaker in they kind of took the Kofi spot away from Kofi and they put it on the young lady. I'm forgetting her name, but in the woman's rumble, I think she's done it back to back years now, at least she um, was it. EO sky. I forget who it was, but she was caught up in the ropes this year. Her feet didn't touch the ground last year. They gave her a similar exciting thing too. You could kind of tell they're trying to test it out on her and the Women's division as you know, Every blind squirrel yeah, finds a not every, Even blind squirrels find a nut. I'll say Cleve is right. The Kofi was getting tiring. I'll give him a little credit on that. But you could tell they're trying to get it involved in the woman's side of the rumble as well. Other than that, Cleve is pretty much dead wrong in everything he said.
1: Where, who was wanna... that with the feet at the.
2: I think it was EO Sky, wasn't it?
0: No,
1: this she year? Was... Yeah. It was
2: EO Sky?
0: It
1: was I don't know.
0: This year, no, it wasn't. It was not,
1: she wasn't in the rumble.
0: Kyrie saying
1: it was, yeah, yeah, because
0: I remember I didn't ask and then Oscar like caught her or something like that,
1: yes, yes, yeah. yeah I think it was a of, I didn't know if that right.
0: was like a real spot or not. I just want to make a quick point because Tabatone said it's a quick salute, and whatnot.
1: Go First ahead. And foremost,
0: AW has been sticking around and whatnot, but dude, they've been losing their big names, guys, guys, leave the WWE go to AEW, and now they're begging to come back because they realize the grass isn't green. It's been vice versa, and
2: a lot of them are only coming back. Okay, the biggest quick question. As I explained to Joey, the significant Mm -hmm. other plays a bigger role than people realize, Mm -hmm. and that's why you've seen Renee follow Mox at AEW, and that's why you see Andrade and the rest of them coming back to WWE, and that's why you've seen Lana or whatever her name is follow Rusev. I mean, you know it's the right thing to do you're gonna be on the road way too much to be away from your wife husband or whatever the hell 2024 title is
0: so who did cody follow who did jay cargo follow i mean who did Co- the cody did? left That's wwe first shows. my man Cody went from he went WWE to, AW, to and then he AW. came back to
2: WWE. Yeah, again, You're it's an saying, open man. door. It's going to hey,
1: happen. And one thing I will say but on it. Jericho
2: I'll... went over there. Moxley went over there. The Hardys went up. over there. Watch Watch CM up. Punk Watch went up. over there. Cody well, Rhodes went over there.
1: Well, you can't just has say everybody. You or can't just Cody say Rhodes everybody. Washed washed up. Up. Wow. Yeah, come on now. you can't. Uh, first off, first off.
0: Let's be honest with ourselves. Matt Hardy can't even barely move in the ring anymore. Jeff Hardy. Yeah,
2: I mean, it, we, we, if you. And if you they don't at, play a big part in Impact. Besides this Hardy-Moxley match, as Joey. They barely play a big part.
1: Yeah, yeah and let's and let's be honest, too. The age ranges are much different. Each athlete is different. I mean, a guy like John Cena and The Rock versus people who, you know, try to come back and don't have too much left. There's a lot of scenarios we can go over. We don't have time to do it. What well, we do have time for is to thank everybody for listening to get one final word before we get out of here. Cleveland, we'll start with you, then go to tones. Do you have any last thoughts before we get out?
0: I just want to say I thought the rumble was real good. It's happy to have Tampa Tones back someone the shit talk. Oh it now. is good to have him back. I love rallying tones up sometimes. So it's great to see him back in. You just hour. like
2: taking L. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, come on man. I'm still recovering from that one. But I just want a quick shout out to I got the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. As you guys uh, can't see, my name right uh, now is Mahomes GOAT. So shout out, Mahomes. Uh, get that. Want to be, be shocked go. if you're a
2: Chiefs fan after that. Um, <laughs> nonetheless, it's been a great pleasure being back here, fellas. Uh, very no- knowledgeable podcast. I know Cleve can't mean half the things he says because they're so outlandish. But, anyways, it's always a pleasure, always an honor. Get we'll
1: to, to get you back regularly.
2: Yeah, and uh, tonight. Pay attention, Bucketeers Awards show coming out. And it's not just the Bucks Awards. We're doing Bucketeers Awards, which will be our favorite guest of the year, our favorite episode of the year. We're doing media awards, our favorite football show of the year, podcast of the year. So it'll be interesting, 615 Eastern tonight on the Bucketeers.
1: So you could watch that before. Dino my. Before that being Cleve, that being Tampa Tones, this is Jerry saying God bless, good night, and fuck. Jackson, Mahomes, and Brittany (laughs) Mahomes. See y'all next week.